Monday, the 21st of November in the year of our Lord, 2022. And it's just coming up to half past three in the afternoon. I'm here with Catherine. Hi. So enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> enthusiasm with Catherine. Um, hello, we're here. Um, we have done a show. Yeah, we did a show with Darren, didn't we? We did, yeah, the other day, yeah. Day before yesterday, which is brilliant, by the way. It was really, really good. I know I was sort of cutting him off a little bit, but it was only because I didn't know. In fact, it turned out better that he did it in a thorough way. So, you know, Rick put a, a, a film together, didn't he? Which is absolutely amazing. I've only skipped It's really good, it. actually. Good on Rick. Yeah, but he's got all the documents there where Darren was referring to them. Then people can see exactly which document he was referring to, to know that these are not just opinions or anything. These are facts and it's in their own documents. So, yeah, it was good. We did one a couple of days ago. So this is our next one and the big one. Exactly. So we've got the lady of the moment. I think it's her first interview and we are so honoured that she's talking to us. The one and only warrior dragon of Wales, Kimberly Isherwood. Hi, ladies. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, love. Pleasure always. Thank you. How are you feeling first? I'm actually feeling really good. I thought I would crash and burn to be honest but I'm actually feeling yeah I've digested things well I think fantastic so for anybody who's been living in a rock or anyone who's not been following Liberty Tactics and Public Child Protection Wales um, they might not know about what went on down in Cardiff I mean they may know stuff went in Cardiff they may think there was a big LGBTQ protest going on uh, but I don't believe there was. There was a bloody large court case. And you, yourself, Kimberly Isherwood, and three others have taken the Welsh government to court. So just, I know it's very difficult to do it quickly, Kim, but for those who have been looking at mainstream media and haven't learnt about what went on last week in Cardiff, can you give us a quick synopsis? Yeah, well, what's happened is the whole of the UK, so that's all four um, countries, have adopted something called comprehensive sexuality education. So in England, they call it SRE. In Wales, it's RSE. And in Scotland, it's RSHP. I'm not sure what it's called in Ireland. But basically, they've adopted the CSE, which comes from America, um, under the guise of relationship and sexuality education, what they've done here in Wales is they've mandated it from age three to 16 with no parental opt-out. They've adopted the whole school approach, which means it's no longer a subject on its own. It's embedded all the way across the curriculum. And I quote, including corridor talk. Now, what comprehensive sexuality education does, it introduces something called sexual and reproductive rights. So in Wales now, um, children's rights override parental rights and so do their sexual and reproductive rights. So this is um, a, a, a sexual freedom education uh, where they're encouraging children to learn about consent from a young age, um, engage in conversation about their genitalia from a young age uh, before moving on to sexual acts on the curriculum. So we're dealing with something very, very sexual, graphic, and it's dangerous. What our government have done here, they've legislated it in the whole of the curriculum. 
So the rest of the UK, they should be on guard at this point. They should be very, very concerned. But that's it. We've managed. We've um, fought the Welsh government all the way. And we've successfully secured a judicial review, which took place last week in the High Court in Cardiff. And am I right in believing it's like 0.22% or something of judicial reviews get granted? Am I, have I got the figures right? Those are cartel judicial reviews. So I think it's 24% of judicial reviews are actually successful. Um, and so, and that in itself is a very, very low number anyway, you know? Because yeah. judicial reviews don't get brought for no reason, you know? So, yeah, the success rate is 24% of judicial reviews, which the cartel is the 0.22. Wow. Wow. I have and to put that in there, guys. I have to put that in there because there's smart Alex out there that will pick up on that. So yeah, yeah. I have to I have to I point, point that out. So um, yourself and the four other claimants obviously brought the judicial review, which took place last Tuesday and Wednesday. So with regards to awareness and, you know, um, for, for the court case, we know that we were all really, really highly censored, but even so, it was actually quite a good turnout. Don't get me wrong, you know, those streets should have been lined, as we know. We do know, you know, they can get nearly two million up in London for a COVID march. It should have been everyone. But being part of that, because I had all intentions of coming in mind, but actually staying outside, I'm glad I did because I soaked up that whole atmosphere of those amazing parents the ones that did come to support um to support you guys outside and they were absolutely you know all the energy was amazing and the quality of the um of the you know the people there was outstanding and how did that feel when you showed up because I know obviously you you didn't go in the first day well that's it that's the reason why I didn't go in the first day as you know I was listening anyway um and obviously, I know the case inside out. But that was it for me, Karth, as well. It was the the people, the energy. And I feel like, as you know, I always say, I'm just I'm just one of you guys. And I feel better with the people. You know, I just, the warmth, it was, it. I, I couldn't pull myself away from it. I couldn't yeah. pull myself away from it. That's why on the second day then, I purposely didn't go near there. I kept myself in the apartment, listening to the details of the case um, for things I needed to pick up on. And as you know, I turned up then, dinner time, ready to go in for the most important final hour. Um, but that's it. The the feeling there, we've started off on, like I think, I think for about 18 months, we would be on our own, about five of us, outside the Senate, pre preaching to our phones. Very cold environment, very lonely um, situation. So to actually get that, the, the like, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm quite spiritual in that way anyway, to feel that energy to feel that warmth, I, I, like I said, I couldn't pull myself away from it. It was absolutely amazing. I don't think any of us are going to um, experience anything like that again. No, 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 it was, it was special, you know, it really was special. And as you, like you said, yeah, the streets should have been lined, this, that and the other. We have seen massive crowds with people. But look at the difference in those marches to what we experienced there. This was the children. We had children outside there playing on the floor with their chalk, chalking flowers, doing hopscotches while all that was going on inside. Outside, yeah. we had family. 
we were all part of the same family. Now, you don't get that on marches. It's quality. We It's quality more than quantity. It really exactly. was. You know, they, the marches and everything else are more adult-orientated. This was magical. Yeah. This was yeah. everybody looked out for everybody's children. The children acted like they'd known each other their entire lives. Um, yeah. Something special happened. Yeah. Something really special happened. And um, look, for me... That, like I said, outside the court, you know, I don't want to be in this position. I wish we wasn't in this position. But you know what? I can't. I would never change it now. I no. would never change it now, knowing what we create. If what we are create, what we have created and what we're still building on is set to continue, I would never change any of this. No. Never, because we're headed towards something. We're headed towards a beautiful place. If last week is anything to go by, and um, we're headed to a beautiful place, guys. Yeah. Oh, I feel you. I find, okay, you saying that, I, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's been very a lonely world talking about the children. I've been dealing on, on a special thing and nothing like involved you. I'm just kind of reporting it. But I've lost family. You know, I've, I've got nobody left. You know, I've over been doing this like a long time now. And slowly everyone's just, nah, they no one will want to talk about the children, blah, blah. And I feel that you've created, I don't know, I feel at home. I feel like yeah. it's my, it's really, really weird because we all, we all just get it. We know what's happening. And that's really for me, it's so precious what you've created. It is the most important. And you're going... It's brought unity, isn't it? It's brought us all together, you know? It's it's only about the children. Well, they were saying that I can totally relate to because, as you know, I I developed my passion whilst I was in the Youth Offenders Institute, you know, over 20-odd years ago. So... I like if somebody would write a post about the way an eight-year-old is dressed on Facebook, I would always have something to say about that. It would always be an alternative view. And people would say to me, you're OTT. So I went into my own world, into my own reading, my own little statement analysis, my own little nobody got it. Yeah. I never spoke about it. I never yeah. shared it. So this little I world, spoke about it. That was my fault. And everyone fled. That's that's the this problem. Yeah, like this, like. Yeah, that's the that's part. Yeah, I wouldn't speak yeah. about it. I would do it all myself. You know, I don't, and I was always training myself. I was desensitizing myself, training myself to, so I would be in a position where I could actually interview paedophiles because I had this urge of how we can prevent. Well, to prevent, you've got to get inside their mind. So I'd always like set the bar that high, you know, and that was my own little thing. So doing the transition from, um, being in that little world on my own and my own little thing to coming out and speaking and everyone's listening and they're taking it on board and, and exactly. it's, it is, yeah, it's a, it's a massive step um, and it does feel strange. I have to learn to adjust to that. You know, I've yeah, gone I... from nobody wanting to know to everybody wants to know and everybody's hanging on my every word now, you know. So I totally yeah. relate to what you're saying by that because it, there has been a massive shift, a huge shift. Yeah, And I do want to point out this out, actually, because, you know, I don't know how many people know. I think most people know um, your qualifications and your, your experience, Kim, but there are people who don't know. You know, you haven't just gone into this on an opinion either. You've really gone into the um obviously what is it you specialize in exactly can you yeah, tell, tell us how it all started you let's tell yeah. your story kim from yeah. 
what happened? You 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 went into you went into the youth offenders. Talk about that, and let's talk about from then to here. Yeah, you're a street kid growing up. You're getting like kids do, getting a bit of trouble. Go into a youth offenders. Talk us through what's and, and talk us back, Kimberly. Well, I'm not a typical risk assessment child, right? So I didn't come from, I didn't have holes in my shoes. I didn't have holes in my clothes. I didn't want for nothing. Do you know what I mean? I came from a beautiful home, well-off working class background, but it was very, very volatile. So from 14 to 21, on and off, I was homeless. Ended up in a youth offenders institute. Used to took blame for other people. Very, very loyal. You know, I couldn't even see I committed a crime. I was stick up for my friends. Um, and that wasn't anything violent, by the way. That was that was ecstasy. I was I was a teenager. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's just what they did back then. And I'm obviously honest. I'm so honest. The police yeah. never have to do any work on me. They will tell you. Look, she's going to admit it anyway. <laughs> so I ended up in a youth offenders institute. I had quite a harsh sentence, two years, first ever offence. But that was off the back of the Leah Betts campaign. And, you know, back then, what happens in society is usually a reflection of what's going on in the political landscape. So, yeah, I spent time in a youth offenders, um, raised my son on my own. Um, of Well, what it was, it took, it took an armed robbery and work, actually, to get me out of working in spa. Because I'm, I'm just happy working in spa, hairdressing. Then I just built on my passion. I went to college. I wanted to help kids like me. So I set the bar really, really high to become a nurse because I thought nobody's going to take me serious because I've got criminal convictions. I got arrested and kicked out of nursing. But um, it turned out I was on the wrong path anyway because I didn't understand. I didn't realise that criminology actually existed. Like I had no career advice or anything like that. So I really found my own. You know, I fell into my own there. I did a degree as well in social policy because of my son's additional needs. So simply just to become a better parent, I accumulated all these qualifications in social policy. Living in a country that has only been devolved for 20 years, it's easy to know it all, you know. Um, and I've just, I've, well, I've done every single course I can do, every free course with the Youth Offenders team. So I've got a certificate in higher education, working with vulnerable adults, Um I got a degree in criminology, a master's in criminology. I'm, I'm a accredited teacher trainer for RSE. I've really built off the back of my passion, you know. But um, the truth is this. Because I discovered institutional abuse when I was in a youth offenders, I went in and I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, right? And, but I also looked down on all the girls that were there. So they were there. They had no teeth in their head. They were like age 15, no teeth in their head. They had scars on their arms. Their children were being taken for forced adoption. And obviously coming from the household I did, I didn't like my mother at all. I thought those babies were going to better lives. And it wasn't long before I discovered that I was looking at their court files and things like that. And it was back in the days of entrapment where the police could take drugs with you, come pinching with you and stuff like that. So I was looking at their stills from CCTV and that's where I learned about institutional abuse. So within six weeks, I'd gone from being judgmental to really understanding none of these people are supposed to be here. So that's where my passion for institutional abuse come from, my knowledge. I understand how dangerous it is. And I've actually spent my entire criminological studies trying to come away from institutional abuse, right? Child sex abuse, yes, 100%. I'm going down the perpetrator route. But I have tried my hardest 
not to go down the institutional abuse route because I know too much and it's scary. I know what happens. And then this RSE happened and I just had to uh, shut my eyes and go through the eye of the storm. You know, institutional abuse is where I'm supposed to be. So my criminological, um, uh, uh, my, my, yeah, so my, my credentials are criminological, child sex abuse and everything like that. But it's institutional abuse is where my passion is. It's where my knowledge is. It's where my expertise is. But like I said, I spent a long time running away from that because of how dangerous it is. Um, but now I'm just here. I'm here and I'm going straight through the eye of the storm. I'm in a position where I can actually ride this wave without being attacked because I can manage to keep this mainstream by toying with their policies and legislation. You know what I mean? I'm keeping my nose clean on both sides of the fence then. So institutional abuse, child sex abuse are my expertise. But I did try my hardest to avoid institutional abuse. But time and time and time again, I keep getting dragged back into it. And I think now with this RSE, I've just accepted this is where I'm supposed to be. This is where you're supposed to be. And I think that's what makes you the most the most perfect person for what you're doing is because you've had it you haven't just come in here at a higher level and just done the paperwork do you know what I mean to pass that exam it's not even about that you've experienced it you've lived it and this is what makes you the perfect person for this job this is why I believe God put you in this position and why we're all behind you fighting this way and I just want to take this opportunity though to say a massive 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 thank you to you because yeah. You know, with me, obviously, I was in the medical industry and I still am to a degree. But I understand when I saw this, it probably freaked me out because obviously the person I the first thing I saw was our all about me program and I shared it. Right. But then when I linked it up, obviously, the first person I came to was the worst one of all. And that was Alfred Kinsey. Yeah. So it really freaked me out when I read when I watched that documentary. I remember Darren's next to me and I'm just crying and shaking my head and he's like what's the matter twice three times I had to turn it off I've become hardened to it now do you know what I mean because I just it freaked me out and obviously Grace is not in the school system but I I understood where this was going so you know when I came across you then it was like oh my god you just answered all my prayers do you know what I mean because I you were going in the exact way which I wanted to, to do as well and I've just seen you fly through this even through you being really, really sick last year and you still did your masters. And I just, you are like incredible. And I just want, want to tell you that really you are an earth angel beyond anything yeah. else. Oh, look, I couldn't do it without, you're only as good as the people around you, I think as well. Do you know what I mean? And when, I, when I'm struggling, people are there to lift me up and they've, they've made me see, it's, I've learned a lot, you know, people are making me see what this is about now. And like um, I, when I left prison, you know, I, I knew it was an impossible task. How can you, none of them are supposed to be there. How can you keep them out of there? It's an impossible task, right? So that's always plagued me. But then I met Gail John, Dr. Gail John. She's a doctor and adverse childhood experiences and education. And she always tried to drag me down the policy route. And I can't, and no, no, I'm meant to be on the front line. I'm meant to be with the kids, Gail. I'm meant to be with the kids on the front line. And then this has come and I'm like, hang on a minute. This is everything. This is being on the front line. This is reaching all of the kids. Just because those kids are dotted around the UK, the ones I met in jail, it's the same thing. I'm going to be able to reach them with these policies. This is the first chance you get to prevent. 
you know what I mean? So this is actually a dream come true. The only thing, the only thing that's holding me back is, and you're going to think this is crazy, is the fact that I'm a mother, right? If I wasn't a mother, you'd see a different side to me because I'd have far less restraints and we'd be exactly. going... Exactly. I am totally, totally... Yeah, I'm going to agree with that I haven't been able well. to let go and yes. really go for it. I couldn't get to the protests, you know, because the children was young, because obviously our first protocol is our children. Yeah. Um... But now my children are grown up and I feel I'm I didn't I feel bad that I'm so late to the party because, again, I knew nothing. I had no idea about you. I can remember back at the column holding up the, the UNESCO documents and saying this is what's coming. Yeah. You know, and we did sod all about it. and I hold my hands and it was Paul Fitch. It was in June, I think, of 2020. He said, I need you to connect you with Catherine. I think you and her, I think you should have her on your show. And I think you two will be amazing together. And then that was it, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. It was last year, it was, 2021. It just feels 2021, sorry, yeah, Yeah. a year. It was only a year ago, but it feels like I've, honestly, I feel like you all get it. You all, you just, you totally. Well, I think we all came together for a reason. Yeah, I think we all. No one wants to talk about it. No, I've got no doubt to bring it. And you guys, you, you get it. And I'm like. I wish I'd been there earlier, but I'm here now. Yeah, and, and that's what's um, important. And it's never too people, late either for people no, to come on people board. Are just you know? like, I'm in these various forums at the moment and they just dread it when I get in there because I'm just calling them all out. And they're all saying, oh, yeah, we do care. We'll do stuff. You're not talking about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, I just it, it, see this. I see this as a golden opportunity now. You know, I I really do because there was lots of problems in the system anyway. I'm always complaining. You know, I'm always complaining, mostly to my my mentor and uni. Really, she was the only one who got it. And um, you know, even in my lectures, I'd be answering her questions. You know, finishing her sentences, and it yeah. wasn't because of my study into the paedophiles. It was because of my knowledge being around the victims. Yes. You know, I've actually lived with hundreds of these people. Wow. And what has made me realise is we are the data, you know. We are yeah. the data. The people at the top aren't changing things. No, They're no. not changing things, you know. If the people at the top, they come down to the bottom, they get a little group, they study them, they go back up, they write things up, and then there's a policy in place. But this is a golden opportunity to me this is like all my dreams coming true, all those little problems, all those little problems I thought, oh, are we never going to achieve? I'm never going to achieve. How can this be doing? How can we do this? This is it. Yeah. This is nothing but an opportunity. And when when I'm in this fight, I am that child back in Eastwood Park, you know? I yeah. am that person who come out that day when I realised we'd all been screwed over, you know? Yeah. And every single one of us had something in common. It was the system. Yeah, and it is the system, and this is what is pointing out now, isn't it? And this is, I think, why we're all we've all come together at a grassroots level, played to our strengths massively, and look what we've achieved, mind. Even even in the massive face of censorship that we have had, definitely a hundred percent on this issue, we know that we've still managed to break through and do what we've achieved. This this is marvelous. This is like I'm still buzzing because even though it was like a week ago or whatever, I know whatever happens now, it doesn't matter about the the, the verdict. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's in the public, it's, it's in the public domain and it's on public record about what was proven in that courtroom. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I just, and what so with the um just going back to the courtroom thing, right? Because Kim, you went in on obviously at the end. So we had the first 
day was obviously Paul, that uh, your barrister, Paul Diamond. You had him talking for the first day, pretty much most of the first day, and then you had obviously government uh, barrister talking for a bit of the lap first day, and then obviously most of the second day until three o'clock. So, and then Paul Diamond had that one hour to come back at the end, right? And I just want you, if you would, to just go through that experience in there as well, because I'm, I'm sure you'll never forget that either because you went in the last hour, didn't you? Or the last, sorry, the last half, you know, half a day or whatever it was. So for me, um, I obviously we haven't had a fair, fair fight all the way through. We wouldn't be having this discussion if it was fair. So knowing how corrupt the system is anyway, for me, it was really important that, that certain things were on public record. And, um, I think Paul did that, you know, I think the two most important points for us, obviously we, we want to win. We want to prevent a lockdown back. We want this, that, and the other. But our biggest battles, I think, is overcoming, overcoming this misinformation, the statements um, the government keep putting out, the statement the government has sent to every single school that every single school is sending to the parents. That was really important. And the fact that they keep saying that this is age and developmental appropriate. Well, we've got evidence in our statements to counteract that. And even though the evidence is in there, the rest of the world don't know the evidence is in there unless the judge mentions it in their judgment. So it was really important for us that Paul actually got that out there, you know, um, that the only misinformation is coming from the government side. But um, it was really good. It was like I sat there and as the government to put their side across saying this, saying that. I was just on my phone. Tell was sat next to me, going straight to my statement, typing in certain words. <laughs> there it is. Paragraph 57. Exhibit this, this, this. And um, passing the notes on. And yeah, it was a really good, it was a really good feeling. Um, like, I, like I said, I'm glad I didn't go in for the other, the other two days. Simple fact, I needed to be outside with the people. That's what I've needed. Um, yeah. You know, I needed that. Is I've been... On, just on the go constantly needed a bit of energy from people yeah and um yeah. the fact that i didn't want to get annoyed yeah i know yeah, exactly i would have been, I would have been in contempt to call i would have as well I would have been thrown out without yeah. a doubt i would not have been able to sit there and keep my mouth shut there's no chance that's like me that is that's why i didn't go in exactly. another We'd reason i didn't go in out. but i yeah, tell you what then... darren described it as right he said it was like a film like uh, that last bit was like on the edge of your re- seat stuff like do you know what i mean and then obviously when paul and you all came out of the court after it was like we won anyway you can look like look at the videos and oh. the faces the genuine just pure cheeses on people do you know what I mean like massive smiles just purely that energy was outstanding like you couldn't package that you could never ever I've 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 never felt anything something amazing hang on a minute the dog's gonna bark well in the court as well so in the court like obviously you've got to be silent Um, and there was two points in in the last summing up and that was the misinformation and the age and developmental appropriate it was those two points where the judge could feel from the people that yes, have that, you know, it wasn't in a nasty way, but but we we all made a noise, you know, we we all kind of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for you, but we all responded in relief, and that was heard throughout the court. And I mean, there was no sound as such, but um, you know, we were we were kind of like yeah, but without saying yeah, kind of thing. So the yeah. judge really felt that. 
really yeah. felt that and we didn't care about anything. And at that point, someone on the other side said to the barrister, <sighs> you could see, so the barrister for the government, you could see his cheek muscles clenching. Um, so, yeah, they felt it as well. But the second the judge had gone through that door to leave the court, everybody, there was just a yeah, massive, massive round of applause. I could hear the clapping when I was, because um, I was listening in on the headphones at that point. Look, because I couldn't hear all the day before, just couldn't hear you, and I didn't have headphones and stuff, so I wasn't really listening. And I knew Darren would give me, he would give me a breakdown of what happened when, you know, when he came out anyway. But the last bit, and what I had done, right? So what had happened with me? I had, I was sat with Emma, and she was like, "Oh, do you want a headphone?" She'd only just started listening to it herself, but Paul had already started, and we must have missed that bit. So I was listening, and I could hear him to the the last bits, and he was making great points. But I was really paranoid because I was like, "You haven't mentioned UNESCO. You haven't." And the whole time I was sat there, and then at the end, then when you all clapped, I was like, "He didn't mention." So Lucia came out first, so I ran over, and I was like did he mention UNESCO? And she was like, yeah, it was the one of the, it's the first thing he said. And I was like, oh my God, thank God, thank God. Because obviously that was vital to get in there one minute. It was, you know, at the end of the day, they claiming still at that point that it wasn't a global rollout. And, all, you know, it makes me wonder, all you have to do, they are five solicitors, right? These are, these are government solicitors as well, right? All you would have had to do is type in the bundle, control F and UNESCO. That's it, control That's F. That's it, right? That's oh, what you would have done. Which tells me it's not because they didn't do that. Do you know what they would have done that? It's because perhaps they just couldn't find anything else. Do you know what I mean? And it was just still, uh, just still, so because it all points to UNESCO, you know, it all points there. So it was quite easy to, to, to rebut. Do you know what I mean? That, that point there. All they did was they looked at our words and they didn't check the evidence. Yeah, that's what that's the and you'd think they would though. Do you know what I mean? At this yeah, level, you're yeah. against the government, Mike. But we, we not... just say we just silly pathetic people. Yeah, that's true. It does you're show you're just that a they bunch really... of travelers. Yeah, yeah we're just a bunch of travelers. <laughs> we just we defy conspiracies. I know. Oh, I tell you what you did have as well. You you had a, a an apology, didn't you, from um a the press out, some press up in North Wales, was it, on the Becca Brown article? Yeah, yeah, but the funny thing about that is I had an apology off. I'm like, but the article's in Welsh, you couldn't understand it anyway. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh there we are anyway. But, but I just want to go back, before we go on about the press afterwards, I just want to go out about that electric thing. I mean, I keep watching it back. It is the funniest, the funniest thing. Like, it was not funny, it's, a, it's beautiful. You know, you had... Paul comes out, he does the amazing take of the hat. There was a little lady who lingered maybe a couple of seconds longer than she should have, but that was okay. He got away from her and then he, that was it. You had Catherine come up. You had Grace come up. You had Catherine come up. You yeah. had some people going in for selfies with a barrister. I know, I know. I was That's laughing my head off now. at that point. I was laughing my head I off. I <laughs> And it is absolutely brilliant. And he just cuts off, doesn't it, as he's putting his, putting his phone in the air. But um, <laughs> that was just amazing. You couldn't bottle that. No. You, you know, what do you want? Couldn't. What do you want? Do you want the cameras outside, right? Um, or do you want that? 
I won that because that was much more real. That was so raw. He was so humbled. He really was. Amazing. You could tell, you know, the he thing just... is, I, I had you saying that, Kit. Sorry, Catherine. Can you right, me, um, when you saying that about the cameras, right? I after when I left Catherine's on the Thursday morning, taxi driver came up and he noticed my accent. And I told him while I was there, and he goes, he didn't know anything. Why, 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 why don't I know anything about that? I said, well, look at your response and how disgusted you are of what I've just told you. I said, how do you think every Welsh family and Welsh father, and I made a point of that, I said, how do you feel that every Welsh father in, in, in the whole of Wales sat down of an evening after he's come to work and he hears that come across the radio? There will be uproar. So they have to, they have to keep it down. You know, and Paul... No, you know, no, he's never come out without any press. Well, the reason why the press is because they can't. They yeah. can't report on it because there is going to be an absolute uproar. uproar. Yeah. This is it. They can't. What are they going to do? They can't demonize us, right? We, right. We, we are the only group in the whole of the UK that is open to everyone, right? Yeah. Apart from pedophiles. We've got one rule. One rule, one rule only. Everyone under 18 is a minor. Regardless of age or concern, yeah. everyone yeah. under the 18 is a minor. And it's not open for debate, okay? Basic child protection rules. You know, so you do not discuss anything with any, you know, about having sex then when under the age of 18. That's the only thing, that's the only rule that we have got, right? And so how can they come? How can they demonize that? How can they come with their cameras? They don't know if they're speaking to a Christian or a lesbian, for a start. Yeah. That go, do you know what I mean? That goes against every narrative they put out there. You look at our crowd and we're not even split, right? We're not even split black and white or anything like that. You look into our crowd, you can see white, brown, black faces all throughout. Yeah. Mixed. You can't even group people together when you look. I, I did it the other day. I zoomed in on a picture and I was so proud of that because you you they're, they're, you can't single anybody out obviously you can see the muslim ladies because they wear they wear their um scarves right that is the only way you can tell that, they, that there's religion there yeah. you know that group is completely mixed 100 mixed the children act like they've known each other all their lives so yeah. how can you send the camera there there's exactly. no racism there's no homophobia there's none of these narratives they keep spoken about. There's no about. windows getting smashed. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no you know? violence there. And that's the one thing, mind, that's going to kick them in the guts out of all of this because... They've lost the power. They've yeah, lost they, the they, power they because of power. unity. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. That is the one thing. They don't give a shit how we're divided as long as we are. And they would, you know, looking at that, that would have hit more than whatever else was going on because they know that we're uniting as common sense people as you say right from all walks of life and common that's sense much people more powerful common, common sense people finding common ground yeah, yeah they haven't just common sense people not just finding common ground common sense people are building bonds and relationships like never before this yeah. isn't common ground and it's your child yeah that's something yeah yeah of course yeah yeah. No, yeah. This, this is um this this is something special. This is, is and we build in these relationships. We you know like I like I pointed out the other day. I said I'm you know I'm almost forty years of age. It's twenty twenty two, and I don't know how to approach different communities. Yeah. What on earth is that about? Exactly. Well, that's that's the past now, guys. That's the past. We're looking forward to learning about each other. We respect each other, and that is something the government cannot stand. No, this is just, it does lose their power. It loses them power. And that's the only way these people will be beat. You we've, know? we've already won. We've already won. We yeah. won the day we stood up, right? 
We won the day we come together. Well, no, actually, we won the day we decided to stand up. The day we came together was the day we changed the world. That was the start of changing the world. A million percent, a million percent. And that's where, so and what, that's the thing, we don't quit. We never quit. We're never going to so quit. After this, after, I'm just conscious on time because I want to keep people engaged. And I don't want people turning off because they're going to be going on too long. So I... After this, what's what we're waiting for now? So she did that. She's taken all the papers away. She's also taken the uh, the intervention. So you've got to wait. How long are we looking for for the wait, roughly? We're looking at about six weeks. But regardless of the outcome, there will be an appeal on both sides. Exactly. So let's let's just do a perfect scenario. What's the plan? You win. What's the plan? What right. get the money back? What happens next? Are do you are you wanting to get rid of the whole sex education for for how do where can you see this going, Kimberly? Right, well, first of all, we start by educating the adults. Yeah. So we are putting together training packages. The money needs to come back so we can reinvest it into the community. So the reason why this has come in is because the people aren't trained to see what we see. So the first thing we need to do, we need to work with legislators to ensure these people are trained to that standard because when we die, it can come back. So we need to work on things to ensure this can never happen again. And we start by training the people that's working with children, but not just that, we go in with the new mothers, with the health visitors. We start there, we start at ground level. We start creating a preventative program. We create an environment where we talk about sex abuse like we talk about the weather, which creates environments where people are reluctant to offend. So from here, we continue the work. We very much continue the work. We don't discuss RSE until after the adults know what they're talking about, after they've sorted out all these gender clinics and this um, social contagion, after they finish their fights within their minority groups. That's when we love the discussions. In the meantime, we get the adults educated now to look after the children properly. Yeah, absolutely, love. I totally agree. And it will. And, it, you know, you've already got training packages and things. Do you know what I mean? It's already... What was your um, dissertation on, Kim, just quickly before we go? So it was called, To Which Extent Is the Educational Environment a Risky Space? And I did it on um, sex abuse in schools. But I didn't just, it. yeah, so I didn't just attack um, the hidden aspect of sex abuse by teachers in schools. I also looked at the weight of responsibility unfairly placed on teachers to um, be expected to safeguard in this way. So I took it right back to the the discipline of criminology, the different layers, the complications, I use the data from the Education Workforce Council, which is real-time data. So on there was the fitness to practice panels where teachers had been adjudicated and reprimanded. Well, a third of those were sexually motivated. So it was a really interesting piece of work. And this is this is where my passion is, as you know, Kath. Yeah. The, the mainstream statistics that people do not work with. Um, they use mainstream statistics, but for this... Because of the element of secrecy, we need the hidden statistics. And that is very much a field I want to go down. I've even written a research proposal for that. If I wanted to take the um if I wanted to take my education further, you know, I've got a research proposal ready for that. So um yeah, we got we got lots in the pipeline and lots coming off the back of that as well. Excellent. So what Excellent. I mean, we we've t- we've changed everything about ourselves. Like Although I spent all this time running away from the institutions, I've I've grabbed the bull by the horns now and I'm choking it out. And thank God you did. 
Thank God you did. Because look where we are now. We're in a good place. We're in a good position, guys. This is a positive one. So what do you want from listeners? How can the listeners to Liberty Tactics help? What needs to be done? Well, first and foremost, you need to raise awareness. You need to tell everyone what's going on, OK? This is not just Wales's fight. Just the war is in Wales right now, the opportunity in Wales right now. So we've all got to come together and raise awareness. With the awareness then comes money. We need funding for this court case. Otherwise, the cost is going to land on the heads of the five claimants. It costs us 17 grand to attempt an injunction. They are charging us for photocopying. They're charging us for sending emails. They're like £450 an hour. Um, we had to pay the barrister last time, even though he didn't turn up. He just gave advice and that cost £3,000. So we really do need people behind this now. And like we said, we're hoping for a win so the money comes back. What happens in Wales will spread it across the UK. So we really need people to um, see this not as Wales' fight, but as their fight too. Anything they can do to spread awareness or raise some money for us. You know, it's only 16 pence per child in Wales. A pound, you know, that covers six children. Um, just, just get behind us, guys, in any way you can, really, because this is... It's a movement and this isn't a fight just in Wales. Just the war is in Wales right now. We start small, then we take them all. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, you have you have our support 100%. As I say, you, you it, it is a movement. It's it, that something was created on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I agree. There was magic and you can't you can't bottle it. You could have no. bottled that if you could. Well, I tell you. I just get goosebumps every time I think about it. Well, thank you, Kimberly, for letting us in to this movement. We are so honoured and really, really humbled by it. And, no, uh, and thank you guys for all the work you've put in, the 36-hour um, podcast-a-thons, the money you've raised. The rants you've had, um, <laughs> our, our conspiracy cast for there. We got uh, that's that's um, that's my that's my nickname for her. Um, <laughs> we got Kath. She covers so much of this. Oh. I want to give a shout out to her. She works so hard, like on the research. The, the only reason why she's not on the website is because of her. Um, it's because she voices things. That's all. Yeah. I can't say her opinions are different to mine. They're not different to mine. Just she voices it. <laughs> so um and as you know Thank i just have such great respect you know for carth and for you as well and you've given us an idea we're going to attempt a 12 hour podcast of our own so we're only oh, taking brilliant fantastic but yeah lucia's uh what she's inspired by yeah so yeah we're going to give it a go guys so thank you on every single level oh that's a pleasure i'm oh, glad so that'll be brilliant brilliant well done Fantastic stuff. So www.publicchildprotectionwales.org. The fundraisers are up on the site. Liberty Tactics fundraiser is still going. I think we're, I think the last one we hit about, I think the first one was about 6,000. And I think this one's on about six as well. I think. So, so far yeah, we've done 12. Yeah. The thing is, guys, that, that's 12% of the overall thing, you know? 
It is, isn't it? All that moaning we did, mind Lou, and actually we did all right. Know, but we had, you know, I remember the first one that, you know, we were saying, how much do you think you're going to get? And I was like, I want to get 10. Cats go, we're going to get the lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then Never Aaron mind. and I were bitching. We did a lot it. anyway, we did. You know, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, yeah. you know, maybe after appeals, we'll, we'll, we'll end up doing another one if we can cope with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for that. I can do that. So, so well thank done, ladies, you. and thank you for everything. You know, like I said, we can only be as good as the support out there. On um, we are doing no different to what we did two years ago. It's just yeah. like the magic is happening now, isn't it? It yeah. really is. It really is. Thank you so much, Kimberly Ishwood, and let's let's do this again soon. Yeah, well, we will, well, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so Cheers, much, guys. Lots of love to you both. Uh, anything you want guys, to say? Uh, your final words, Catherine. Just just pretty much what Kim said, really, just to, you know, continue to raise awareness, talk about it wherever you go, share the information and do do some fundraisers and get our money in so that it doesn't fall on those brave five claimants heads. And um, yeah, just spread it far, far and wide, guys. I think you and I'll be doing a show this week. I want to delve a lot more into the pornography side of things. Yeah, no worries. I really do. I think we need to discuss this a a lot more and do a standalone show on it because I know we covered it over the podcast-a-thon. Yeah. But we really do need to have a few more. No, I agree with you, love. We will. We'll do one in the week on the pornography side. And we're delighted that Darren's agreed to come on and do another show. He is, yeah. And maybe do a series of shows. So that is absolutely incredible. So it's all coming together nicely, isn't it? It really is. is. And anyone who hasn't seen Rick's two-hour video about the events... And then it's also Darren going through all the paperwork afterwards that I do believe is up on the video sections of Liberty Tactics. I might do a post for it, but I think it is. It is. I, it is. I just tagged 100 in it on my wall, love. It's PCP Wales versus the Welsh Government. I think you'll find that on Liberty Tactics. Or you can look on my or Catherine's uh, Facebook. So that's it. I'll be back tomorrow with Roy Davis. Catherine and I will be back later in the week, as will Darren. And everyone, just keep Keep sharing PCP Wells, share the fundraiser. If you go to the pub, I've got to put a few quid in, actually. Uh, I've got some change left over, so I'm going to get that over. Whatever you can, just a bit of change, please throw it over to them. These women have done more for our children than than anyone in many years, so every penny's worth it. That's it, we're going. Thank you. Okay, guys.